Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. Hey, Karen. What's up? Right now, the ceiling in my studio. Ooh, nice. I'm always flippant when people ask me that question. I do that, too. (laughs) Sometimes I see socks, but I have no socks on. Ooh. Yeah, slippers. Because your feet would be up? That's right. Oh, Uh that's that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, we had a great or okay season finale last night. Yeah. We're here to discuss that we'll talk season about finale. It. Yeah. What what was it called again? Tempest Fugit? Tempest Fugit. Fugit? Fugit. Fug it? Fugit. <laughs> time flies. <laughs> oh, time flies in Latin. Correct. It was the season finale of season two of Sleepy Hollow. Correct. Was it? It was written by Mark Goffman and directed by Paul Evans. Edwards. Edwards, I can't read. It's all right. I I, I don't know what those words mean. They've Landers. done quite a few other episodes, and none of them are my favorites. Yeah. So I guess I should have known going in this was not going to be my favorite. Yes. But, hey, and I also want to apologize to everyone. I have had the worst weekend of all time. Uh, my power was out all weekend long. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and then I were like brown, quote unquote. So like at half power, which meant like I couldn't use my computer. I could like barely watch TV. Um, and then I got a cold, this horrible cold. So that's why I sound like this. But I'm here. I'm, what I'm what people... What Karen doesn't realize is that the makers of The Walking Dead were trying to see if she would audition for The Walking Dead oh, without her it? knowing about it. I because see. They were like, let's take away her computer. Let's take away her TV. Oh. Let's take away her ability to, well, uh, they didn't take away your ability to bathe, did they? No. I no. did have cold water, but I bathed just fine. I, I dealt okay. with it. So they took away half your ability to bathe. Bathe comfortably. Correct. So, and and I don't know, they're, they're going to let you know in a few months if you pass the audition. Oh, I'm not, I did not pass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not pass. I slept in a little ball, huddled, crying, weeping in my sleep. So, yeah, I was, it was not good. It, no computer made... is, I had a screener of Castle to watch and I couldn't watch it. Oh, it was just bad. I, I, I don't know what I would do without my, my computer or my connection to the internet. Well, I had my phone, my smartphone. Yeah. So I was connected. I could do Twitter, but I couldn't plug it in. So oh I had to, God. like, you know, budget my time. It was bad. I'm going to put in half a tweet now. I'll come back two <laughs> yeah, hours later and finish it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I had to keep turning my phone off. To entertain yeah. myself, this hour I'm going to put in ten characters. Yeah, I'll come started, back later and put in five. started late Friday, and the power came back on, like, I don't know, late. It was during the night, Saturday. And then we were brown until early Monday, something like that. 
So basically, you know, during that snowstorm, you didn't have any power, mm-hmm. or at least for half the snowstorm. Yeah, most of it, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's that what I get for living in the boonies. And it was freezing cold. It's about five degrees. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. I had blankets, lots at, of blankets. As we're supposed to get more snow this evening. Yep. I had yoga pants on, a shirt, uh, you know, full underwear, obviously, long johns. Uh, <laughs> I had a sweater over that. I had my regular covers, which are, you know, sheets and blankets and all that. And then I had two quilts and a comforter over that. <laughs> And I was just like as tight as I could be under the covers. And this was all when my husband was at work because he couldn't call in. And then when he got home, obviously it was, you know, body heat. Ladies and gentlemen, we could get, so. Karen, Karen just described her sexy clothes. Yeah, that's my sexiest <laughs> outfit. That is my sexiest. So anyway, uh, that's all over with. I've had the worst weekend ever. And I'm back. I'm ready to go. But I hey, do have this horrible cold, so I sound terrible. You shared a travesty in your life. Now I got to share a travesty in my life. Let's do. Okay. And mine's kind of will lead into the podcast because it's almost weird and supernatural. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I come home yesterday after I'd had a big um, Facebook battle with a friend of mine about The Walking Dead comic <laughs> books. And we might talk about that later. I don't know. It takes a lot of time. Oh, so. Rick Grimes. I shake my <laughs> fist at you. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, I'm going to cross reference this with some of the comic books. So I went down to my basement to look through my comic book collection oh, no. to get out some of, of the issues. And, um, and I was like, oh, okay. I go down to the basement and whew, flying right at me is a black bird. Oh, my God. Like a wild black bird. And I was like, holy crap, what, how did you, there's no windows open, there's no doors open, there's nothing. I'm like, how did you get in here? I look over at my studio where I keep all my podcast equipment. Now, luckily, there wasn't any bird crap on much of the equipment. There was a little bit on my mixer, but not that much. But on the table that everything sits on, there was a bunch of bird crap. And I was like, and feathers. And I was like, oh my God, how did this, how did this thing get in here? Oh my God. And it, it wouldn't, you know, I couldn't get to it. I had to call my daughter down. And the back of my basement, my podcast studio, as I call it, um, is unfinished. So it's like the mudroom where we keep our laundry and stuff. And so any of the drywall ceiling ends when you go into the back room. So if you're a small animal, you can get up into the ceiling of the finished part of the basement. And it kept flying into there. <sighs> and the only way I could get it out was to, to flash a uh, cell phone flashlight on it. And it hopped towards the light. And I had my daughter ready at the door. So if it flew that way, we could just shoot it out. And eventually, we, after about a half an hour of chasing it around and trying to get it out of ceilings and then chasing it back around after it went back in the ceiling and getting it out, it flew out. And my daughter looked up the, uh, the omens for a blackbird flying into your house. And uh, historically, it's a, a sign of death is on the way. Right. Um, especially if it comes through a window or a yeah. door or if it's tapping on a window of someone who is ill of some, of some sort. Um, uh, which makes me worried about you, Karen, because you're ill. Um, just saying. I, well, I didn't, have, <laughs> I didn't have the crow. You had okay. the crow. I had the crow. But, um, but then she also read that um, if there's no apparent explanation for how it could have gotten in the house, which there is none. Okay. Um, then uh, it is a, like a Native American tribe, some, certain Native American tribes see that as a supernatural omen of protection and good luck. Okay, well, that's good. 
And since it crapped all over my podcast table, I'm saying that the Blackbird was here to show me that it's protecting my podcast's career and that it, my podcast career will shoot, shoot off and fly, fly into the sky like a bird. Okay. That's how I'm choosing to interpret it because I don't want to believe that myself or someone in my household is going to die. Okay. Into the sky in the dark black night. And so it was a supernatural occurrence. Yes. So supernatural occurrence. Seattle's. Just before a supernatural show. Very nice. I like that. Yours is actually better than mine. Mine is just I was really cold and it was like a nightmare. Yours was scary, (laughs) but like a really great story. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You'll be able to tell that. Forever. Right. Mine was just I lost power this one weekend. Mine's nothing big. I mean, I've never had a bird in a house ever before in my life. I had a bat once. Ooh. Well, that that makes sense. Yeah. Bats do that. Never a bird. I would freak out. Okay, so anyway, we really should talk about Sleepy <laughs> Hollow. But you like know what? The blackbird does fit in because they've had blackbirds fly like to to talk to people. Yes, on they have. The show before. In Katrina, fact, Katrina, Katrina you... sent a blackbird to talk to Ichabod, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe so. Katrina. Oh, Katrina, Katrina sent well, it to you. She was sending me a. Ma- oh, that might be a bad thing, man. Yeah, it might be. Hmm. Oh no. Hmm. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe they're trying to convert. They need someone on the, the 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 mortal coil, the mortal plane, to do their bidding. Her and Jeremy. And so they sent the blackbird to see if they could convert me to do their bidding. Little did they know you're not a fan of theirs. Well, I don't know. Sometimes evil can be kind well, of evil. Tempting. Katrina is hot. Uh, just saying. Mm-hmm. She is. She is. I do not deny that one bit. She is yeah, hot. So, so. Especially with the hair blowy thing happening. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, so um what did you what what before we get into this episode, I just want to set it up with our ratings and then we'll explain ourselves afterwards. Shall we okay. do that? Yes, we can do that. Okay, what's yours? Seven nice little bows. And are you are you being sarcastic or are you real on that? I'm being a sarcastic. Okay. Good, because I went in the complete opposite direction from sarcastic, and I said, six and a half lost loose threads. Uh, okay. Because they had so many things they could have done. <laughs> but Well, yeah, and I think one of the reasons why I said nice little bows, too, is because, uh, you know, we had someone go back in time, and in one episode, get back and back yeah. to the and everything kind of got wrapped in up. In one way, nice. they did tie it up in a bow. Right. And then in another way, in in 10 million different other ways, they didn't. Right. And I'm sure we'll talk about those other ways. Um, and, and to me, saying nice little bows is not a good thing. That is me right. uh, being very critical. Right. So. Yeah, I get that. So... Do you want to like go through the episode in total or do you want to just talk about stuff? Let's just talk about stuff. Okay, so last week, I think personally last week would have been a great season finale. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, (laughs) so I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Okay, good. Um, 
last week would have been amazing because last week would have been a repeat of the buildup for next season like they did last season. Oh, I hell feel. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And they had so many different things that they could have picked up on. And I made I made some little notes here. Um, the kindred, that, that creature that they put together. Yes. You know, with the head of the horseman and the body that Benjamin Franklin left. And they made mention of it in this episode because it but was he, sitting on the table. But it, he never came back. Right. It wasn't a thing. Um, and they just dropped that whole thing. Um, Abraham, you know, being torn from the horseman's body, that they never went back to that. Abraham's not even in the vault anymore. No, I mean, where, where did that Oh, that's that right. Go? They, they let him go. They let him go. Uh, oh, I know you're not near your next loose end. Okay, what? The angel. Orion, yes. Orion. And his sigil. Yeah. Exactly. Where Where is that? He went off and we haven't seen him. Um, Medusa's head. I mean, Jenny had it in the last episode, and did they just get that out just to show us Medusa's head? And I guess so. All right. I mean, there were just so many little things that it looks like they could have used it again at some point in the season. I I feel like the season is just completely incomplete. Uh. Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> I I just... <clears throat> and then, on, on the other hand, if they had left it at the last episode, I would have been okay with it because all those unfinished things would still have time to wrap up because Next we season. would have had a cliffhanger. Right. Right. But now I mean, that's all kind of... How do they explain, oh, we had to get Medusa's head back in the bag because Jenny was careless and left it in the, you know. Right. Because you just can't walk in that room now and like, because Medusa's head might look at you as you walk in the room. Right. Yeah, yeah, just saying, like, I, I don't know. Um, and the kindred, who knows where that is? And what, what if the kindred finds Abraham and Abraham's like kills the kindred and puts the head on him? Right, it's just a it's lot just... of loose threads hanging around. Where's Orion? I mean, are they coming back in another season? Are they, uh, are they, is it part of a long game? I don't know. I mean, I had read somewhere, and I'm not sure how true it is or if I remember this wrong, but that Fox at some point, once the whole Moloch storyline was over, had told the writers, we want you to focus on Monster of the Week type episodes. Ugh. And instead of having the overarching, I am uh, disappointed. And I don't understand that <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, I like the overarching thing. You have these great characters and a great arc, and don't do that. Yeah. Because that's good TV, and we're Fox, and we like to kill shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's hammer it down to the ground. Even though what we did the first season was really great and everybody loved it, let's change it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? 13 episodes was perfect for this show last yeah. season. Agreed. Yeah. 13 episodes was perfect. 18 episodes allowed for them to have to bring in a bunch of stuff that they couldn't wrap up. Right. Yeah. It, there was a hot mess going on. And the way they ended it, too, as I say, nice little bow, 
is that uh, you know they left it in a way that yeah we have all these unanswered questions, but they're so like they're like they're like little details mm-hmm. that that if we never get those answers, it's kind of okay. Right, but it's irritating. It's irritating, but it's kind of okay to the overarching arc of the season. Right. Um, and that if the show wouldn't get renewed, they kind of left it in a place where it's okay to leave it there. Right. But again, that's you know? sloppy writing. Yes. In the fact that why even bring it up? I mean, if that was a book, that would be like stuff that you could... If Okay. I'm sorry, I'm not expressing myself well here. I understand. Um, it, when you edit something, and I'm talking from, I used to do work on government contracts, so this isn't editing a book, but anything that you can take out you of a document without losing the overall feel of the document and the point of the document, you should take it out. Well, and that's what I think what I said all season long is that some of this stuff just felt like it was filler. Yep. And it shouldn't have been there. Like uh, the Kindred had a point right earlier in the season. Right. But, but they never came back to the but Kindred. But they never finished it. Right. Right. So Orion, they needed to at least put a point on it. Right. And Orion, Orion was okay. I think he was complete filler. Yeah. I think he was a plot device to reveal the fact that Abby and Ichabod were having a strained relationship. Right. That's all he was, and they could have done that completely differently without bringing without something. Without him. Into, yeah, without bringing something in the story right. that would have left some open ended. But at but, least one thing about him was I felt like he he was done. I mean, yeah, he could be used again at some point, but he's not just left out there in the wind. Like you know, he he could go off and and you know, be gone from the story and I don't ever have to hear from him and it's not some plot point dangling out there that I'm worried about. The kindred is. The kindred is a magical being out there that doesn't know what he is. Orion knows what he is. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the kindred is some weird, you know, (laughs) he's a wild card (laughs) out there and He's been out there for months and months just wandering around with someone's head. Doing what exactly, too? Because he's built to fight the headless horseman. Right, what is he doing? (laughs) Is he, like, lost? Has no one seen him? (laughs) Dude, I saw this dude. It was just a skull. So that, I mean, that is one of the things that just seriously bothers me. About this season is that you know where he's riding a horse around so where is he? Yeah, I have no idea. So we 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 talked about the Orion loose end, the kindred loose end. What was the other loose end you mentioned? Abraham Medusa's head. Yeah, Abraham and Medusa's head. Yeah, like. And I can I can wipe away Medusa's head. Maybe Jenny put her back in the bag. But Abraham, he went back to his little like carriage house and. Yeah, but he's never been like really and solved. The other loose end was that when Moloch was killed, the gates between purgatory and here were opened up for a little bit and other beings got out. Right. And they were looking for someone to come worship well, and You know what that is? That's the 
the monster of the week. That is the monster of the week. But if you're going to introduce that and you're going to make it like these monsters are looking for the horsemen of war to worship him, then you need to make that a bigger part of the second half of your season. And you need to have that lead into the second, the third season. Well, that's that's just the setup for next season. So, but that they didn't make it super clear. I mean, us right. we know how to watch like really super informed viewers of the yeah, show ed- because we know how to nitpick everything. Edutainment. Right. <laughs> and and that's how we're telling you guys to watch the show because we're like I don't know, we're gurus of television or something. But <laughs> Like, a person who's just watching surfacely might not get that that's where they're going with Purgatory. Right. You know, someone that's just watching casually, and they're not going to come back next season, maybe. And here we we have our two potential big bads gone, right? Yep. Jenry Warman, or Jeremy, or Henry Parrish, killed last week. Yep. And this week, Katrina killed... Which I would have thought it would have been great to have her around as a villain for a while. Right. So, um, so yeah. So, like, who? what's the next big bad? Well, they did leave that open in the fact that when she died, she saw that shimmery vision yes. of Jeremy so that he exists on some plane. And she will exist on that plane with him. Correct. Well. So they could... I mean, no one's ever dead on these shows. Right. And, and remember, Moloch was trying to bring himself back to corporal form in this season to right. this to this plane of existence. So there's there's nothing that says those two spirits can't contact a human being right. on this plane next season to try and get them to come back to this plane. See, and this show doesn't even exist in my definition of you're not dead until dot dot dot. My definition of being dead is if your head gets cut off. And see, this show breaks that definition. Because if your head gets cut off, you can still live on this show. Or <laughs> so. if your head or if your head gets cut off, time can be reversed to bring exactly. you back to life. <laughs> I mean, we've had two people now that have lived after their head was cut off, so uh, it doesn't live up to my definition <laughs> of being alive or dead. So this this is a wild card show for me. And I just have to say, this episode is not a total loss for me. It's not. Right. There was some good, solid show in here. Yeah, it was. It I was. Mean, I mean, as a standalone episode, it wasn't that bad. Right. I have given some episodes of, and if you know me at all, you know I love Farscape. This is like one of my very favorite shows of all time, Farscape. I have given some episodes of Farscape like a four. Wow. Like, seriously. Um, Yeah. There, there's some really, really, really bad ones. Jeremiah Creighton. Um, mm. <laughs> it's horrible. If you ever want to see the worst episode of TV in your life, Jeremiah Creighton. It's horrible. Oh. Um, he wears a bad fake beard. Uh, so six and a half for me. It, it's, it's entertaining. Not great. But man... I gave last week's episode a really high grade. Yeah, me too. I gave last week's episode, like, we both gave it, like, what, eights or nines? Yeah, way up there. I, I, mean, I was so excited last week. It was such a great episode. And 
I don't understand this. It's a really good plot device to have Abby back in time. Oh, man. Why right? didn't we keep her there a little longer? And I understand the, the desire to not have that drag on forever, but keep her there maybe for like one episode next season or two episodes sure. at the beginning of the season. Sure. You know, have her have to become a slave in, in Ichabod's house or something, you know, right. or, or wouldn't it have been great if like she'd become a servant at like um, Frederick's Manor? Sure. And what and like her and Grace for a couple episodes like did well, oh, I I think I know how to get you back in time, but I don't know. We have to do some research. And so like the first couple episodes of next season are her and Grace, Abby working with her witch ancestor. Right. Learning some witchcraft. Having to write stuff in the book together. R- right, and then figuring out a way to get her back and doing research and then Ichabod you know, trying to make excuses for why Abby's there, coming back and giving them information, trying to figure out how to get the spell, and then Katrina trying to thwart him with with Abraham all throughout those first couple episodes, and then boom, finally he's they're back in time. Right, and like it ends. This last episode might end with like them trying to break through the wards on the house. Right, and. And we see maybe Ichabod get injured, and so we don't know if he's dead. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Right? I mean... Right. (sighs) Benjamin Franklin's back at his house, trying to come up with a way, you know, at his house. Not dead. Right. I thought that was really poor writing that they killed him. I mean, that was so cool, like Benjamin Franklin being like, oh, okay, great, you're from the future, let's go help you, let's get you back, let's get to Frederick's Manor, you know, like, why not have him be like a little Scooby Gang sidekick for a couple episodes next season? I I think they really missed a huge opportunity here. Yeah, I think so too. I really do. And But, I'm I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What one You're of the good. things they one of the things they did set up though is the fact that you can go back and forth in time now. Yes. And so it opens up the possibility, right, for someone, Abby probably most likely, to go back in time again and meet up with Ichabod in the past or or Grace if she if need be. Right. Right. Yeah, this set up the fact that you don't have to die to move in time. <laughs> right. And the fact that you could move back and forth in time right. to find out the information you need. Because now we don't need to rely on Ichabod saying, well, I knew everybody because I was right. a celebrity right. in the past. <laughs> right. you know. And now we could just be like, you know what, Ichabod, I don't believe you. I'm going back in time to get the information I'm myself. I'm going to check. <laughs> I'm going to cross-reference that with right. the actual past. I think you're full of crap. <laughs> tea party my ass <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean they if they're smart they're g- not going to let that go by the wayside and they're going to let that device come back again right I hope so I really hope so and I would have loved for her to maybe if if she was going to come back come back to a really fu- fucked up um, oh, I said a bad word <laughs> a, a really fudged up uh, present um, where the timeline was screwed up. Right. Oh. And, and, and Benjamin Franklin didn't survive. And she would have to go back and fix it. Right. Oh. You know, and maybe Ichabod was evil with Katrina in the future. Oh. Well, not that. No? She would have to have someone to work with. 
maybe like he understands that something went wrong. Right. I would rather they work together. Okay. I don't want so, but, to be but, evil. But but you know, like something messed up in the in the future. Right. You know, like oh, see, that would be her so sister's good. behind bars, and you know, like uh, you know, um, Irving is still bad or whatnot. I have no idea. You know, right. like. Oh yeah. Or like she comes back to the future and slavery never ended because a British slave woman was responsible for the death of <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. I'm just throwing these things out there. You know what I mean? Just like coming to a weird effed up future. Yeah. Yeah, see, that would have been so much better. But no, everything was put back in its nice, neat little place. Yeah. And again, I just can't help thinking, why didn't they just end it last week? They had the great orchestral music last week. I mean... Yeah, and they could have taken all summer... To have all these, to throw all these things at the wall like spaghetti and see what fell and what stuck. But instead, this is what they came up with. And it's like they're going to start from scratch next season. Yeah. And why in the hell bring in the Holly character this season if you're just going to get rid of him altogether? I know. Yeah, bring it back. So obviously Irving's going to be a part of the Scooby. You have no argument there, I know. No, none. But obviously Irving's going to be a part of the Scooby gang. Permanently, yeah. Right. Well, I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's yeah. cool. I'm cool with that. Um, So we have a four-person Scooby gang now, right? Right. Um, But I was going to say. I totally lost the trap. My, 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 We have a four-person Scooby gang and no big bad. No, right. no bad guys. And what about the, you know what they've kind of dropped off from, from at the end of the first season, the beginning of this season? What? The Hessians that exist in the present. Right. That worked with, what's his name? Yeah, that worked with, uh. Yeah. Jenry Warman. Right. There are, there's no Hessians this time around. Right. So they have a lot of work to do for next season. I agree. A lot. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really at a loss as to why they decided to move to this for this episode. I, yeah. I, I honestly don't know no, i mean no. so many choices they could have made and they really just it's like someone told them okay wrap it up just wrap everything up just in case yeah we don't know where things are headed so wrap everything up wait wait what the kindred who cares just mention him sitting on a table we don't care that he's out there have wandering been, around if you're gonna have Benjamin Franklin, you gotta have the kindred. Right. Right. Abraham, who cares? Orion, whatever. Medusa's head? Ah, she put him she put her back in the bag. You know, I just I feel like they just kind of ignored everything that, that went on during and, the season. 
another cool thing that could have happened was because Abby called Ichabod away from the battle in which him and Abraham killed each other. You could have had Katrina go back in the future with an Abraham that has a head. Right? Right? Right. And he could have been in the third season as a big bad with her. Real Abraham. Not headless. Right. I mean, why not have one of your main actors on the show be a full human being right. for one of the seasons? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but instead they just reset everything. Yeah. Ugh. Because because what if, you know, and that would have been a great plot twist right there like, "Oh no, you know, Katrina realizes that they're going to they're going into the future, right?" And you can't do this. So she grabs uh, Abraham's hand and uses the, the, the Grimoire. Is that what it was called? The Grandoire, whatever the book was. Grimoire. The Grimoire. And says her time travel spell right before Abby goes into that. And that, that's, what, that's a way they could have had the messed up timeline, right? Right. Because Katrina realizes what's happening. And she's like, no, Abraham, you're coming with me. And she does her time travel spell and goes to the future. Right. Right, so now Abraham never died mm-hmm. and is in the future, and Katrina, you know, uh, went back to the future, and, you know, now Abby has to go back, and once Abby gets back, everything's messed up, and now our two big bads together are Abraham and Katrina. Right. Right, like they but could pipe themselves in and, through time. And Abby would realize at that moment that she has to take Ichabod with her because he never died and had the spell. So now she has to pull him back. And then we have a whole season oh, again see, that would have of been him too complicated for them. Uh, right. of, hi- of him learning about the future all over again. Mm-hmm. Just too complicated. Why would that have been too complicated? No, I'm just telling you for them to do. Why? No, I don't think it is. Oh, it would have been too complicated for them to figure right. out. And right. I mean, but if we are just two podcasters. I know. Spitballing. I, I mean, I guess when you have that situation, you don't want to um, have Ichabod have to relearn everything about the future. Yeah. Because you've already spent two seasons having him learn about the future. Right. And then having him relearn it. Yeah, I could see where that might be an issue for them. Right, but... And but probably for us, but... Mm. They could have figured out some way that while traveling through time, the essence of who he used to be in the other timeline oh, I remember crossed things. over, right. and he starts having like deja vu flashbacks, and he's like, oh, yes, I understand this. This is a selfie. Yeah. You know, like... I loved that. We'll have to talk about that, by the way. That was such a great part of this episode. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that's your favorite part of this episode, right? Yeah, that is my... Uh, even though there's no words for it, that's my analysis. Yeah, I couldn't pull anything. Every single person, you, me, and the two feedback people that we got for this episode, and several people I've talked to on Twitter, <laughs> we all mention the scene where he tries to unlock the phone. <laughs> and there is nothing for me to pull... Right, because <laughs> s- slide to open, and he s- starts sliding he the phone. The phone. 
<laughs> and you know, that is exactly what would happen. You know That's it is. Exactly what would happen. That was probably the most inspired moment of the It <laughs> was great. What devilry is yeah. this? What devilry? <laughs> and he puts he steps back from the table, like he reels. It's oh that is so great. That and he says good. the password is my birthday. And he puts it in. Do 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 And then he sees a video of himself. Yes. I, I saw a moving picture that was supposed to be a still picture. Yes, a selfie. Yes, that is what you said. <laughs> and he's so stilted. I mean, it, it's like seeing the the early season one Ichabod, which of course it is. Right, yeah. Uh, but again, it's in a way like he's being thrown into that where he's seeing himself as the late season two Ichabod. He's actually seeing himself as the almost completely immersed into her century Ichabod. Can you imagine what that would do to your head? Oh my God. It would be ridiculous. Right. Where he's seeing himself. First of all, his hair is all unkempt and he's seeing himself Talking and to her. He's kind of dressed down, too, yeah. for, for, for Ichabod in the past. Yeah, he looks pretty uh, casual, as it were. And uh, I just, I think and, it's really cute. And and honestly, the fact that he sees himself hanging out and talking with and being friendly with a black woman who, let's face it, he, he would never have that relationship with anyone in his time period. Nope. Nope. Well, probably no woman. Right. He uh, might know some black male servants or black male slaves that he would have like a speaking relationship with. Right. But it would be it would be very formal though. Correct. You know. Yeah, it wouldn't be loose at all. No. And even with his friend Abraham, he wasn't like that with him. No, he wasn't. He joked a bit, but it was formally joking. It was he had a formal relationship with everyone in his life. Right, because he was part of high society. Right. He almost never relaxed around anyone. Probably the closest he ever got was around Katrina. And now he's learning that Katrina wants to kill him from right. this woman that he's just seen. He relaxes around. And that had to just turn everything upside down. It had to mess with his head so oh, bad. big time. Big time. And then, you know, that, first of all, that turned everything upside down. And then he had to go to Frederick's Manor with her and put his own life on the line for her, like immediately. So what a test of that relationship. And that was actually a really good part of this episode, was seeing that he immediately recognizes how serious their friendship is in the future from that little clip. So, I have to say, because you were saying, you know, he recognizes the power of that friendship. Yeah. Now, I about did a little jig and, and sang Ding Dong, the witch is dead <laughs> at the end. Yeah. She's dead. Because he now. He doesn't feel married anymore. 
because the door the door is, is wide, wide open. open. That's right. And that hug she gave him in the past, oh yeah, was a little bit more than a friendly hug. Oh yeah. And when he was like having that battle with the headless horseman who wasn't headless, uh, and it looked like he was losing, her freaking out and being like, "I have to go be there and help him out now," was more than just I need to go help my friend. Well, they are closer than friends. And next season, they're about to be a lot closer than friends. Well, so you say. I don't know that that's where they're headed. And again, I'm not poo-pooing it either. I'm just saying, I don't know where they're headed. I don't have any inside information, as neither do you. But they have hinted at it. So, And I think this is why they've gone in this direction. I think this is why they killed her because this is what the audience wants. Yes. Is for them to not have that obstacle. And I think that's why they wrote Holly off. If you want my honest opinion. Yeah. Is that they weren't believing. Well, and I think that's why they toyed with Jenny and Holly hooking yeah, up. I think, the so audience, I think the audience was like, no. The audience so wasn't buying it. Yeah. No. Well, so, I wasn't either. I didn't get that flip flop. No, neither. At all. So, so yeah. Get rid of Holly. Get rid of Katrina. Holly. Come back, Holly. So, but... But here's the deal. Before Abby and Ichabod get together, though, I really want to see Ichabod Crane dating in the 21st century. (laughs) I want to see Ichabod Crane... How about a speed dating? I want a speed dating episode. I want a OkCupid episode or a Match.com or Tinder. Come on, Tinder. Tinder. Uh, Tinder's after my time. Tinder came along after I got married. Well, Tinder is much worse than than any of those other things. I want to see Ichabod Crane confuse Grinder with Tinder. (laughs) No, (laughs) let's not go there. (laughs) Tinder's bad enough. But you know what I mean? Like, I want to see. Ichabod Crane dating in the 21st century. And that could be another source of tension between Abby and Ichabod because, you know, he's like, um, you know, I guess it's time for me. You know, I'm still the young man in this century. I need to find someone to be with. And, you know, Abby finally realizes she has feelings for Ichabod. Ichabod knows he does, but he re- isn't really ready to recognize him. So or that's why he doesn't want to ruin their working relationship. Right. So he, that's why he decides to go out and date. You know, maybe like, Jenny sets him up a Match.com profile. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, that would be great. That would be uh, unbelievable. Like we have to see some episodes of Ichabod Crane dating. <laughs> like him buying a house and inviting a woman over for dinner to cook for her and well, fumbling we've already through kind all of seen that. that a little bit with the chick from the reenactments yes but he rebuffed it but now let's see a version of that where he's actually inviting that right yeah that would be awkward and then it's like another character he has to let in on the secret that he's actually more than 200 years old and yeah that would be really freaking cool yeah yeah, that would speed dating would be great. Can what you your... imagine if she uses a word he doesn't understand? It's out of context. And he <laughs> replies to her. Like, what word would that be? I don't know, just something that means something different. Like, you know, he, he said that intercourse meant a conversation oh, in uh, his time, and it means right. sex in our time. Like, right. something like that. 
I would like to thank you for coming and joining me in this intercourse. In this stimulating intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, something of that nature. He knows that's not the word anymore, but something like that. Right. That would be hilarious. Yeah, it would be. That's a great idea. Or he comes back from speed dating and he's like, "There's," and he's talking to Abby about it. And he's like, "You can, you just cannot have stimulating intercourse in six minutes or less." <laughs> <laughs> and Abby's like, "Well, you don't think uh, you're meant to have that at speed dating?" <laughs> a lot of guys do think you can have it in six minutes or less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've we've delved down into the potty. Yeah. Now. now we're back to the bone flute episode. <laughs> bone flute. <laughs> Hey, my band Bone Flute's playing this weekend. We got some really nice. Are you opening for for Snake Rat? No, wait a minute. What is it? Um, Mouse Rat. Sorry. Mouse Rat. Yes. What is wrong with me? uh, We're opening up for Mouse Rat, and then um, what's the other one that we're opening that we? uh, I can't remember, but Mouse Rat is definitely Mouse Rat. Yeah. Three Skin. (laughs) Three Skin. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. Just the yo, yeah, just the tip as well, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been watching the Johnny Karate episode of Parks and Rec over yeah. and over again. Okay, <laughs> I so started, I just started watching Parks and Rec, so I know we haven't discussed the episode ad infinitum. No we haven't. Tempest Fug- Fugit is the title. Time I'll flies. Ad infinitum to discuss to uh, describe what we have not discussed it in relation and all that. Uh, this is my Andy Dwyer impression. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to really get into it, right? No. I mean, be, uh, I mean okay, here's just the be deal. Like... They're back in time. They She tries to convince him. He says, okay. They kill Ben Franklin. He puts her back in jail. She escapes. He comes to save her. Uh, they go Think back she's out. She's spy, right? Uh, a, a, a commander tries to beat her up, He's right? Sick. She she uses Krav Maga. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the phone. Uh, they go to the manor. They uh, race the book, the blank pages, right? Um, Best is yet to, to be written, right? He goes out. He almost gets his his head cut off, and the spell works. And she goes back to the point where the spells cast. Katrina pissy then he and ichabod and katrina fight he stabs her dead oops he kills katrina okay and in in all that benjamin franklin gets his head cut off but that gets all fixed because she goes back to the point where the spells cast and i have to say when grace was showing her the blank pages right Mm -hmm. she's like she says the rest is still to be written all i could hear in my head was Feel the rain on my skin. I oh, know. <laughs> that was really. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I know. It, every single trope like that, there's like a million songs that use that. Oh, the best is yet to come. The rest <laughs> is yet to be written. The You know, all that sort of. Oh, and they lived happily ever after. You know, all that stuff was in that one sentence. And I thought, could they really do something like that hackneyed? I mean, I, I just hope they have some cast members from the Hills show up next oh. season. <laughs> yeah. All I want to, 
I don't want to wait. Is that the song? No, it's oh, the th- it's the beginning of the hills. It's oh, like, the hills. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know who wrote it, but all I remember is it's feel the rain on my op- open up the window, feel the rain on my skin. Uh, uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Something about a blank page and the rest is still to be written. Oh, barf. I should have pulled the audio for it. <laughs> yeah, you should have. But, th- I mean, there's a million different songs and shows and books and movies that use that sort of imagery. Oh, the best is yet to come. That sort of, you know. Yes. I, fe- <sighs> I feel we might have reached our our listener feedback phase we have actually um yeah so let's play that and then we will play our our uh clips i have a couple of sound clips also uh there's not many but i i picked out a couple of good ones um let's do barb first okay and then justina and i have a special little message for justina as well and i hope that you will rise to the occasion also so here's barb's she was on a plane. Hi, Karen and Jamie. This is Barb calling in with feedback on the Sleepy Hollow season finale, Tempest Fugit. Time flies. I'll give this epi 8.5 moments frozen in time. Reset complete and back to the future. Sleepy Hollow reinvented itself by resetting us back to the season 1 formula and leaving the team with a clean slate to begin season 3. It has been a strange journey this year, and I suppose the writers needed to do this to win back the fandom. The saddest part of all this was that after building the sweet love story of Katrina and Ichabod, that she quickly turned evil and died at the hand of her husband with no remorse or contrition. While Jenry Warman was shown waiting to escort her to whatever afterlife awaits them, I don't feel her inevitable end did justice to the relationship Katrina and Ichabod once had. Despite that, there were several amusing moments, especially watching not-yet-traveled-to-the-future Ichabod trying to figure out the cell phone. I laughed out loud at him sliding it across the table because it was so logical and so funny at the same time. I also chuckled when Ben Franklin lost his head, and what I suspect was writer acknowledgement of some fans' growing annoyance this season with the continual string of historical figures that Ichabod knew. Bye-bye, Ben! Frank Crane has been miraculously restored, and we watched him unregurgitate the smoke monster, but there he is, completely good and ready to do battle next year. Our one hint for next season is that there are more people in the 21st century who are ready to help our team identify the next revelation adversary. So Karen and Jamie, thanks for taking us on a great ride this season, and a special shout out to constant team contributor Justina. You guys have made this lots of fun. This is Barb signing out, and with a broken time machine and no magical incantation, I guess I'll just have to wait for seven months to see where Sleepy Hollow goes next. That is constant team contributor, <laughs> not Constantine contributor. She doesn't watch Constantine. She just asked me today if she should watch it. So that's the reason I know that. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, a pretty good call on her part to say. Yeah, that. that's pretty funny that he lost his head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she said something about being in a weird place. So on a plane or something. Traveling through time. Yeah, I did my best to clean that up. <laughs> um, no, in her email, too. I mean, in the attached. Yes. So, yeah, she is traveling. Maybe she was in that vortex. Yes. Um, so let's hear from Justina. Okay. 
Hi, this is Justina calling in for Witness Prophecies. My anachronism of the week, my last anachronism of the season, is... Is this much physical contact normal in 2015? Yeah, we hug it out. I also love the literal interpretation of slide to unlock when Ichabod was sliding the phone across the table. I was cracking up. I give this episode... 9 out of 10 magically moving knives. I really enjoyed it, but last year's finale was a perfect 10 because of the quality of the cliffhanger that they gave us. This year's episode was really good, but didn't have the same intensity of cliffhanger. I'm wondering if, since there is no guardian of purgatory, whether... Jeremy and Katrina will be able to come back because there's no one guarding the gates of purgatory anymore. Or because they died in the service of evil trying to stop the witnesses, will the next demon raise them up again to work in their service? But as Katrina was dying and she looked at her son, she looked so innocent and happy that I just couldn't see any evil in her anymore. So if Katrina and Jeremy do come back, is it possible that they could be good? Just something I'm thinking about. I also saw a little bit more of mirroring in this episode when Abby was pointing out to Ichabod where all the Starbucks would be in the future. And he says, why? (laughs) And she said, because we like a lot of coffee. And finally... I just want to say thank you very much, Karen and Jamie, for taking time out of your schedule each and every week to make this very entertaining show much more entertaining by doing your podcast on it. Thank you very much for a great season. So thanks, guys. And also, Justina, I want to say happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Justina. It's Justina's birthday today. So happy birthday. And I'm sure Ichabod and Abby would say happy birthday as well. And probably Frank and Jenny. Everybody would. That's right. And even before I heard your feedback, this is what I pulled. It took a really long time to get three miles. I suppose there are flying carriages in the second millennium. Only for long distances. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> That's going to be a Starbucks. <laughs> what? Coffee house. A livery stable, too. Why? Well, people drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I like that. I-, I love how she's using terms and... Uh... And he automatically seems to know, like, coffee house. Like, would he even know what a coffee house is? Sure. <laughs> he would? Sure. Well, they have coffee and they have tea houses. So, coffee and house, he, sure. And, and would he know what uh, a um, what sarcastic is? Oh, yes. They have sarcasm. Okay. But, I mean, did the word, sar- but did they refer to it as sarcasm? Sure. Okay. I think okay. Shakespeare used sarcasm. Okay. Well, then I'm an idiot. It goes way back <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not an idiot. Um, sometimes we don't know where words fall. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, 
yeah, they drank coffee and they had tea houses. So I'm assuming he just put the context together. Mm. Um, I don't know whether they had coffee houses, though. So it took a quick thinking on his feet sort of thing in order to put that together. Um, I also have this. No matter what the course of fate, and no matter how I get there, I look forward to experiencing your America. It will be a pleasure to make your acquaintance all over again, Miss Mills. Yes? Josiah, you don't speak to me so formally in the future. And what would you prefer? Lieutenant. (laughs) Well, Lieutenant, let us change the course of history again. this level of intimacy commonplace in 2015? Uh, yeah. We hug it out. We hug it out. We hug it out. Karen. What? Since this is the last episode. Let's hug it out. Should we hug it out? Let's do hug okay. it out. Uh, <sighs> oh, man, I can't breathe. That's my bear hug. <laughs> so I had those even before she said them in there. And of course... Here's the scene where he slides the phone. There you go. (laughs) Thanks. I'm here all week. (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. No, I, I, I actually have that scene. Nice. I was actually going to pull like the background noise of that scene. Right. And put it on, but I thought, oh, that's way too subtle. Yeah. So, yeah. But I thought that was cool. I also pulled uh, a part of when Benjamin Franklin is talking about being on the $100 bill and that Jefferson is on the $2 bill and saying it's cumbersome. It's not cumbersome, <laughs> but it's a long clip, so I figured I wouldn't play it. But yeah. I love that, too. Isn't that cumbersome? And I thought, that's funny, because yeah, <laughs> no one uses the $2 bill. And it is kind of cumbersome. It is. No one uses it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's still legal tender, but... I haven't seen one in years. No, me either. I think it's been, oh, man, two or three years, probably, since I've it's seen one. Longer than that for me. Has it? Yeah. Mine was just a, oh, look what we got today from someone at a grocery store. So it was interesting. But wow. Yeah, uh, that was a great scene. And him asking, you know, what of his inventions or thoughts still around. around. Yeah, Yeah, libraries on every corner. And the libraries on every corner made me think of Parks and Rec, too, because she hates libraries. (laughs) Swimming flippers. Right. Swim flippers. Still around. Bifocals? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. So, yeah, I mean, there were some good things, but... eh. So... I guess guess we don't have to talk about feedback. No. No. Although, I don't know, are we going to have a a wrap-up or a crossover episode or anything? Uh, I mean, who would we cross over with? There are other Sleepy Hollow podcasts. You know them, I don't. Okay, well, on the off chance that we have another podcast, let's give out the feedback 
information. And by the way, this is also feedback for any other podcast on Global... Global... Golden Spiral (laughs) Media. I told you I have a cold. Yes. So um, for this show, if we were to do one next week, it's, you know, early Wednesday morning. But, um, you know, listen to the other shows for their times. But it's uh, Golden Spiral Media forward slash feedback. GoldenSpiralMedia.com forward slash feedback. That what he said. Where, Where you can send a text. Yep. An audio file, or you can send us a voicemail using SpeakPipe. <laughs> you can also call 304-837-2278 and leave, a, leave an actual voicemail with your cell phone or your landline phone if you still have one of Who those. Who has a landline anymore? People in Kansas, sure. Kansas, is that it? Kansas, Arkansas, okay. pe- people in the flyovers have Arkansas and Kansas. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WitnessProfGSM. We are and still we'll, there. We'll still we'll still be there. We'll yep. we'll still say hi. And if there's news about season three, I'll post it there. We'll post it on our Facebook page. We'll post it on the Golden Spiral Media Facebook page. Right. All that stuff. And if you want to talk to us in between seasons, um, you can find me at at Parish the Thought. And I am at Alaveria A L E V E R I A. And again, we're on Facebook. We have a fan page, and there is a Golden Spiral Media page as well. Yes. So go become fans of Golden Spiral Media and all the other podcasts that That's we have. Right. That is right. Um, I will be doing Under the Dome over the summer. You and have I a have, lot of other stuff you're doing, too. Yeah, I have another stuff with my own personal network, which I will not plug here because this is a completely different network. <laughs> but you have other stuff. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And if you want to know more, find me on Twitter par- <laughs> at Parish to Thought. And I'll tell you all about it. That's right. But I will not plug on another person's network. That's just that's just bad form. Yeah. So but you do other stuff. I do cool. other stuff. I do other podcasts. I do. I think I've alluded to the fact that I do a Constantine podcast and I do um, a Walking Dead podcast. So uh, I also do um, about to do a Survivor podcast. So. If you want to hear all about all the other stuff that I do outside of Golden Spiral Media, please, by all means, find me on Twitter, and I'll tell you all about it and how you can find it. At Parish Da Thought. Yes. There you go. P-A-R-I-S-H-D-A-T-H-O-U-G-H-T. The Thought. Parish Da Thought. So I guess that's it for the season, unless we decide to do a crossover up or, or a wrap-up or... Some sort of a, you know, oh my God, something weird happened. Yes. Episode. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. So before we go out, one more hug it out. And then Let's we, hug and it we out. Go, and we're done. Uh, I'm going to miss you. I'll miss you too. Uh, okay. All right. That's it, guys. Okay. Bye, we'll guys. See you next, next fall. Bye. Bye.